happy, I don't even know what day it is. is it Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, October 5th. Um, y'all, y'all, welcome to the Melanated Way. If you don't know me, I'm Linda Entwee. Uh, recovering 90 Day to Single Life, Season 3, Episode 4, Old Flames and New Names. <sighs> so, <clears throat> you guys, I'm just going to jump into it because I have to tell you, this season is actually entertaining me. It's entertaining me because it's so outrageous. There's so many outrageous things going on all the time that I, and I have questions. Hey, Connie. Hey, Kimberly. Hey, girl. Hey, hey Angelica. Um, and Better Days and Crystal and all the good peeps. Um, yeah, it's outrageous. It's making me think like, as a single person myself, is this what, what's out there? Is this how we're dating in 2022? Cause no, thank you. No, thank you. But that being said, I'm super happy for Debbie. I am so happy that a Debbie got laid that B she's found love. And, you know, normally you guys know, I would say, oh, well, you know, they talked for like a month. And Tony's only been in town in two days. You know, that they had sex that first night. And now they're on this romantic gondola, making wishes and throwing coins in the water. But Debbie, you know, she thinks she's 100% compatible with Tony. They had a great weekend. And, you know, Tony thinks that they're 100% compatible as well. And so normally I would say like, that's too rushed. Right. But then I was thinking maybe it's different when you're older, right? Cause 69 and 70, you don't really have time to like, Hey, see Cruz. Hey girl. Hey, you don't really, and Jodslow, you don't really have time to like, be like, Oh, let's take it slow. Right. Because you're older and, and you know, you're older there. And yeah, that's, that's the way I'll say it. So for Debbie and Tony specifically, I think I'm okay that they're moving so quickly. So after this great romantic weekend, um, Tony's like asking her what's our situation. And Debbie wants to know if they're exclusive and are they in a committed relationship? And he's like, yeah, yep. We are, we are bays now bays for life. And if you know, like present day, they're still together. So like, this is a thing. So the chemistry that we're seeing between the two of them and, you know, her coming up to Vancouver, Port Coquitlam specifically, she's done that. She went to the p and &E, <clears throat> um, which if you don't know what the p and &E, it's like a art fair out in Vancouver. She went to a concert with them. She rode the Sky Train, which is our public transit. And so there's been a lot of sightings of them and, and they're going strong and i'm going to talk about uh some more of that stuff on saturday i got the day right news and gossip for my patreon subscribers i'm going to give you some exclusive content but yeah i'm so happy for debbie um hi warrior mom warrior mom says i love them together i hope it all works out and angelica says they are age and maturity appropriate and C. Cruz says, yes, they are still together. Yes. Connie, yes, the peony girl, the peony. Uh, and Better Day says, yes, that's where the Patreon is. That's where it's at. Facts. <clears throat> so they're exclusive. I'm here for it. I think she deserves love. And, you know, being single for so long and having that codependent relationship with, with her son you know, I think it was just too much. I think there was a lot of loneliness, a lot of like toxic behavior. And, you know, because they were so codependent, because I don't know if you guys know this, but it was literally Colt and Debbie all of those years after her husband passed. She homeschooled him, which totally makes sense to me and, and explains a lot about Colt. Um, and he was like her best friend, you know, her son, but also like a pseudo replacement husband or partner, right? Because she, all of her attention was on Colt. And so you get all of that and then, you know, you the co-mingling just makes them codependent. So I'm glad that Colt has found someone and I'm, I'm especially glad that Debbie has found someone because I think that it's going to balance out their relationship. It's going to balance out the, the mother-son situation between them and they won't feel 
so dependent on each other and Debbie can live her life. And, and, you know, that's what we want. So Debbie has a boyfriend. Debbie has a boyfriend y'all. And she's like, you know, this is so fun for her because she has been single for so long. She's excited. Um, but one of the things she's worried about is that she's never been in a long distance relationship and, you know, how do you make it work? First off, Vancouver to Vegas is nothing. You guys, Vancouver to Vegas is like a, I want to say like a three hour flight at most. So really it's nothing like she could literally, if she had the funds go every weekend or they could go every other weekend or whatever. It's a really, it's a really easy flight. Um, and there are a lot of cheap airlines in Canada now. So, you know, she can make it work. So she's worried about the long distance, but at the same time, it's not like they're halfway across the world from each other. It's a very, very short flight. Um, <clears throat> so she wants to make sure that it works because she feels like in love with him already. She doesn't want to feel heartbroken. You know, suddenly he's gone and she's alone again, right? So one of the things that I think that Debbie deals with is abandonment, right? Her husband died early on um, and and then now her son is like abandoning her. So she just doesn't want to be alone. And who wants to be alone at 70? You guys, no one wants to be alone. You want to be, you know, Connie says Debbie should move to Poco. I mean, you're not far off, Connie. You're not far off. Aw, thank you so much, Warrior Mom, for the super sticker. I really appreciate the support. I really, really do. Um, all I say is, Connie, you might be onto something. Like, you might. You might be onto something. Um, fun fact, uh, I used to live in Poco. I used to live in Poco. We... Uh, grew up, well, we didn't grow up in Poco. We grew up in Burnaby, but we moved to Poco later on. Um, and it's a nice area. It's a nice area. Connie's from Vancouver too. Holla, Connie, holla. Vancouver in the house. So yeah, I. so Connie, you know Burnaby then. So I, I was raised in Burnaby, uh, went to SFU, and then uh, during all of that, you know, moved to Poco. So back to Debbie. So Debbie and Tony <clears throat> are doing well. And Tony wants to, her to come to Vancouver. He's like, you know, we feel comfortable with each other. We absolutely click. We're, there's chemistry between us. And, you know, the next thing is for you to come to Vancouver, which um, she did. And she's gone to Vancouver, you guys, in real life quite a few times. Connie says, no way. I live in Burnaby by Metrotown. I love Metrotown. The metro metropolis gets me in trouble every time. I was very close to that, too. So... <clears throat> So it's the beginning of the relationship and they had a great day and now it's two hours later, Tony has to leave to go back home. And so that their airport, they're saying their goodbyes, they're hugging, they're kissing. And she wants to tell them that she loves him. Um, but she doesn't want to tell him because she's worried that it's too soon. So instead she says, I know this is going to sound crazy but I think I'm falling in love with you. And then he says, I think I'm falling in love with you too. It was such a sweet moment. I was like, yay, Debbie, yay, yay. So <clears throat> she's happy, he's happy. They had that really adorable moment. She's like now having some fear because she doesn't want to lose him because he's saying exactly what she wants and she's saying what he wants. Now on the flip side, I'm just going to play devil's advocate because some of you have reached out to me and said that you guys don't trust Tony and something is fishy about him. And I was like, I don't get that vibe. Now I'm 
Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Might be a little bit biased, right? Obviously, because I'm Canadian. But like, did any of you guys in the live chat, if you're watching the replay, did any of you guys have that vibe where you don't trust him or something seems off about him or you think he is hiding something? Because I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. I see two older people who, you know, got thrown into the dating pool. They connected. They're having a really good time. Even in the bad times when she was crying and she called him, he was there to support her. When she's all like clingy and goo-goo-eyed, he like loved all of that. So yeah, Warrior Mom says, I think he's real and no bad vibes at all. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. I feel like I like this. I really like this for Debbie. And then, so I don't know if you guys noticed, but then when Debbie did her to camera, did you guys notice that she just seemed a lot more fresh? And, you know, it it might be that post-sex glow. I don't know. Obviously, I do know. And I do think that's what it was. And she seemed different, like more confident and just happier, you know? And I think, you know, feeling like that love and that new romance does that to you that brings like some type of glow to your to your life. And anyway, so now she's moving after four years and she's going to meet with her besties, Audrey and Marina, and she's going to move in with Audrey, right? Because she can't afford the house by herself, which I was interested because I guess she doesn't want to live with someone that she doesn't know, right? Like cause she could go and get a roommate right but maybe she doesn't want to live with a stranger which kind of makes sense because she is older and you know there's that part um connie says tony seems genuine and jazzo says seems like a regular nice guy i guess we're not used to that (laughs) that part (laughs) so her lease is up in 19 days and she meets with her friends. She's happy. She tells them she's madly in love with Tony. And her friend, Audrey, her bestie, is kind of like, well, you know, you don't really know him. And you haven't known him for that long. So I'm a little worried about, you know, the short period of time that you've known him. And now you're saying that you're madly in love with him. Like, how do you, like, what do you know about him? And she's like, well, you know what? I feel 100% comfortable with him. And... Even her other friend, Marina, is like, well, I think it's too fast. I think you guys are moving too fast, and it's too fast. But, again, you know, they're both older. How, like, what pace are you going to go? 70 and 69, like, you're up there in age. You want to spend all the time together. And guess what? If it doesn't work out in a year or two years or five years, at least you've had that time with someone and you're not by yourself. And Better Day says, when you know, you know. I think that that's true. I think some people automatically no, you know, but I know I'm going to sound crazy for saying that, but I think us as younger people who are single now and not single, like back, like five years ago, I would say even 10 years ago, it was different. Dating was just different. Now it's like, and we need to take time because there are way more younger yahoos than older yahoos like you know what i mean you're 70 you ain't got time for games you ain't got time to be ghosting people and like texting bullshit or hitting someone up like what you doing or you know booty calling them or freaking netflix and chill like you don't have time for all the nonsense right you gotta like get to the point and move forward (laughs) because you know you might not have a lot of time left who knows All right. I need to talk about crazy Natalie. Now, let me tell you something about Natalie. 
I, you know, she irritates a lot of people, but she is bringing 100% drama and 100% craziness to the single life. And I'm kind of here for it because she's so outrageous. Her expectations don't make sense. And I, I feel like it doesn't even make sense to her. So she is complaining because that's what she does. So she's complaining that she wanted her last um, morning with Josh to be romantic, but Josh has to go to work. So guess what? She's angry. She's like, I can't believe that he has to go to work. Can't believe it. And he's looking at her and he goes to like tap on her. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. I haven't had enough time with him. He needs more time. She's so angry because she wants more time together. And she wants to talk. She's like, you know, he didn't have any talks to me about being in an exclusive relationship. He didn't talk to me about being his priority in life. He didn't talk to me about a child. Um, And she's like, I made those mistakes with Mike and I'm never going to make those mistakes again. First of all, Natalie, you've been on three dates total with this dude. Three dates. Three. Now, as you guys know, I always say before you get in a serious relationship, there are four conversations that you have to have. But the disclaimer is there is before you get in a serious relationship. This is not a relationship. You went on three dates. You can't even say you're dating exclusively. You literally went on three dates, but you want to talk about having a baby and you want to talk about him making you a priority and you want to be mad that he has to go to work? Like, how the Mondrian that you're staying at, how do you think he paid for it? The flight that he got you from Miami to LA, how do you think he paid for it? He has a job. Like, who gets mad that someone has to go to work? It just, it's crazy. So because he has to go to work, she feels neglected. And she feels like he's neglecting her needs. And she feels like she put him as a priority. And it was a mistake because he hasn't put her as a priority. Now, I thought about it. I was like, Natalie, you don't work. You don't work. So you have all the time to do whatever. And now you're on this, you know, mini vacay And so, yeah, you have more time to prioritize and make Josh the center of your universe because that's your personality. But he told you before he flew you out that he was going to have to work and he was going to see you in between work. So, like, I I don't get it. I don't get it. So she's all pissy. She's on the bed. She's moping. She's complaining. She's having, like, a two-year-old hissy fit. And finally, she comes and joins him for breakfast. Now, he has, you know, made coffee. He's laid out some fruit and some yogurt. But she's not having it. She's looking at him with the stank eye. And she's saying to him that she's not comfortable. You know, she gave her time to him. He didn't give his time to her. And she's like, you know, I like you. I came here for you. And you don't have time for me. You made me feel lonely and isolated. What? Okay, wait. So you went sightseeing by yourself. Then you met up with Josh and he took you out for a beautiful little ride on the lake. And then you guys went for drinks and you went for more drinks. You went for a picnic on the beach. He took you out to PCH area, Malibu. And then he took you for drinks and dinner. You met his friends. He put you up in the Mondrian. So, like, what part do you feel lonely and isolated? And how did he isolate you? Make it make sense, you guys, because I don't get it. I don't get it. I think she's so dramatic. I think she, like, in her mind, I feel like she has, I don't know, something might not be, like, completely screwed in properly. That or she's so desperate to have a baby Hey, Clara. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, She's so desperate to have a baby that she just wants to, like, slide in whoever. Slide in male X. And that person has to make her the center of their world so that they can 
fast forward and have a baby immediately. I just, it's weird, you guys. She, she's super crazy to literally say that he made her feel lonely and isolated. Like, come on. So because of that, she's like, yeah, I have bad feelings now. I have bad feelings for you. And he's looking at her like, what is this? What's happening right now? And so he's like, sorry, you feel that way. And she's like, sorry, doesn't help. Okay, calm down, crazy lady. And then she's like, one of those people that if you don't get crazy with her, if you don't get crazy with her, because Josh comes across as super calm and doesn't get spun up by her crazy, then she's like, oh, well, Josh doesn't have feelings. Josh doesn't is not emotional, so she can't read him. Well, yeah, because he's not crazy and he's not a spaz like you. So she's looking at him and she's getting madder and madder at him. She doesn't want to eat breakfast because she just doesn't feel good about this situation. But then you guys, she, she gets up and he has gotten specifically the yogurt that she likes. So he does pay attention to detail. And here's where she lost me because she gets up with her yogurt, goes to the bathroom and locks herself in the bathroom of the hotel. Now, first of all, way too dramatic. Second of all, I'm stuck on who brings food into the bathroom? Like, who does that? I think it's disgusting. I think it's disgusting. I, and I don't know if it's just because I was raised that way, like, no food in the bathroom, like, gross, ew. Like, ew. But she brought her yogurt in. She locks herself in. And he's sitting there. He looks over at the bathroom door. And he literally rolls his eyes and says, oh, God. <laughs> then the producer's like, so what's going on? And he's like, I have no idea, bro. Like, I have no idea. I don't know what crazy is doing. I don't know what why crazy's mad. I don't know what crazy thinks was supposed to happen. This is supposed to be a nice little romantic weekend. I didn't sign up for crazy, but here we are. She's crazy. So he has to go. So he knocks on the door. He's like, hey, do you want to talk about this? He's still trying to be a cool guy because, you know, I got to go to work. She's like, you can go by like a child. Um, and he's like, okay, I really don't want to leave things like this, but I also too like have a job and I have to go. And he's like, so do you want to talk? And she's like, I'm peeing. And then he's like, well, are you, are you ever going to come out or is this it? And she's like, well, I need him to commit to me. I need him to say how much he cares about me. I need him to say he needs me next to him in his life. What about me? What about me? Josh needs to fight for me. What? Fight for you for what? Who Who are we fighting? What's there to fight about? Why are we being so dramatic? What? Like, you guys, picture this, okay? You, got, you went on a third date. And the person you went on a date with now wants you to commit, be in a committed relationship. They want you to say how much you care about them after three dates. Then they want you to say how much you need them after three dates. Then they want you to say <laughs> that you need they need you next to them. And then can you imagine? After three days, you need to fight for me. What? What exactly are we fighting about? What is there competition? <laughs> Natalie's a whole telenovela. She's a whole telenovela. Like she is literally living a telenovela and she brings the drama. So <clears throat> She's sitting on the bed. She comes out of the bathroom. She's sitting on the bed and she freaks all the way out. She's like, you slept with me. You know, you slept with me and maybe in a different country. 
you know, you don't have to do this, but I won't just sleep with someone. I sleep with people who are my future baby daddies. Okay, calm down, crazy. Um, She's like, and you know, you come here and then you just tell me bye. And you know, I'm in a different country. I don't have work. I fucking can't do this. You know, I did all of this for you. You did what exactly? He flew you out. What did you do for him exactly? Because I'm not sure. So all of this that you're doing is a lot. Then she says, I'm still married. So you're still married, Natalie, but you want a commitment after three dates with this dude that you just met? Make that make sense. Like, why don't you focus on getting a divorce? How about that? Why don't you focus on maybe getting some therapy? How about that? Um, but she's just really pissed that he doesn't have time for, for her. So he, she's like, okay, go, bye. And he's at a loss of words. He's like, I don't know what to do. I'm at a loss of work. I have to work. Um, you know, imagine how my kids feel, he says. They're five and they understand that I have to go to work. Um, but what she wants, because she feels like she found her cash cow, she feels like she found someone that she's attracted to, so she wants the instant relationship. So she's like, you know, he he could fly me to where he's going. So what? He already flew you out. So now you want him to just fly you around wherever he goes, you go? Why? How's that work? And then she goes on to talk about how sex is serious for her. Well, if it's so serious and you weren't sure if you had a committed relationship with him yet, then maybe you shouldn't have slept with him. And then you wouldn't have spun yourself up into a crazy situation right now that's making everyone look at you side eye and think that you are unstable and need to be on meds. You know, you're a grown ass woman. If you didn't want to sleep with him without a commitment, then you should say, hey, I don't sleep with people unless I'm in a committed relationship with them. You use your words. It's not hard. But she's weird and awkward, right? Like, think about every time she's, like, said goodbye to him. She does this weird, like, giggle and, like, weird body move. It's, she's just a weirdo. Um, And so she's like, you know, if I didn't consider him as my man and the father of my kids, why would I do that to myself? And then she freaks out. She says, he fucking used me. He's a piece of shit. Um, and Josh is in the other room packing and leaving. And he's like, you know, I care for her, but I really don't understand what her problem is. Like, I really don't understand what her problem is. So she's in the bed. She's crying. She feels like she has a broken heart. Meanwhile, Josh is leaving. And one of the things that I thought was interesting, and I don't know if you caught it, and sorry, the picture's a bit blurry, but what happened to his Tesla? Right? Because remember the night before he left it with valet and, you know, stayed in Natalie's room, even though he had his own room as well. So like you're leaving the hotel with all your stuff, but your Tesla should be at valet. Who, what is this little Honda or whatever? And who's this dude picking you up? Where's your car? I don't get it. I don't get it. I just thought it was weird. Like, um, what? What? Who's this? Make it make sense. Bad edit. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. 
on to Tiffany. Tiffany, Tiffany, Tiffany. Tiffany, the queen of the off the shoulder. Even though she's lost all that weight, she still loves her some off the shoulder situation. And so... Um, the, her outfits are just, I mean, she wore a dress, a blue dress that was really pretty. That was not off the shoulder, but, um, her to camera was off the shoulder. I was just like, oh, we're still here. And I think it's because she has these tattoos right on her shoulder that she always wants to show off. I don't know. And I, I just wonder where she finds all the, like, is there an off the shoulder store that's like, we only carry off the shoulder clothing. I mean, I don't know. Anyways, she has lost weight and she talks about how. Um, you know, she's a single mom of Daniel 11, Carly, who's two. She's been separated for, from Ronald for some, a little bit of time, uh, only been single for six months, which, you know, that's debatable as well, you guys, because, um, you know, she's on again, off again. And we've all seen all the social media drama and fights and late night streaming that they've done. So, I mean, it's debatable if that she's really been single for six months. So anyway, she had the weight loss sur surgery. Uh, they showed her before, which is here. She lost 75 pounds. She feels happier, more energetic. Um, and she just feels more comfortable in her own skin. Uh, here's her after. Um, which I feel like that's, that's great. I think she's kind of... Uh, leveled, right? She's in between now, in between those two. Uh, but congratulations to her. That's, you know, it's not easy. It's not easy to lose all that weight, surgery or no surgery, because it's a lifestyle change. So congratulations to her. Um, But she's stuck. She's still stuck on, and I believe she's still, I mean, I have my whole theory about what's going to happen this season with them. But I still think she's stuck on Ronald. I think she wants to be with Ronald. Uh, because, you know, she keeps talking about him. Hey, Vanessa. Hey, girl. Hey. Uh, she's like, we've been together for six years. And he keeps telling me, let's get back together. Let's get back together. But unfortunately, she feels like he's not willing to change. Um, she talks about his gambling addiction. And then she talks about, and it irritates me, you guys, because she talks about how she, quote, moved to South Africa to be with him. And that did not happen. You know how we met her on 90 Day Fiance the other way? She didn't move there, you guys. She didn't pack up her house. She didn't, you know, sell the stuff in her apartment. She went for, like, less than two months. She went for, like, a month. But she moved there to be with him. No, you didn't. You didn't move there. Y'all didn't even rent a place. You looked at a couple of places, and you weren't happy about them, and you didn't feel safe, so you went back. So that's not a move. You went on holiday to scope out the situation, but you never actually moved there. Um, but she was so in love with Ronald and Ronald was such a great father figure. She says to Daniel that she felt comfortable enough to have a kid with him. And that's how Carly Rose came into the situation. Now I feel it's interesting that on the one hand, she's saying, you know, Ronald is a good father figure, but on the other hand, she's like, he's not willing to change and he has a gambling addiction. I mean, is he not? Is he like an addict, but like a recovering addict? It's not like he's still, a, like he will always be addicted, but he's not gambling anymore. So he's in recovery, right? So like, what is it? So <clears throat> she decided that she wasn't happy with her relationship. So it was done. They were over. But I don't think it's really over, you guys. I honestly don't think it's really over. And mark my words, we're going to see more of him. We're going to see more of him and I'll tell you why. I'll give you guys this little nugget. If you didn't know, she was in South Africa and they showed pictures of them together in bed, all the things. I think we're going to see her, that trip on this season. And I'm, I think that they're, they are absolutely back together. That's what I think. Um, so in the meantime, she's trying to keep a, a relationship with her kids and, Ronald, so they call like once or twice a day uh, to say hello to the kids, say goodnight to the kids. Um, 
And on this specific call, Ronald notices that, you know, she's dressed a little different. Um, you know, what's happening? Are you going on a date? And she's like, well, you know, I don't think it's really appropriate for you to ask what I'm doing. And he's like, well, regardless, you look good. You, I mean, you look really good. And she's going out. She's got a girl's night out with a couple of her friends, Quana and Brooke. Um, and she's saying, she calls her hoo-hoo, Tiffy. And she's like, Tiffy is waking up. She hasn't dated for a long time. So she's going to see what's out there. And guess what they do? They go to the strip club. They go to the strip club. They get some lap dances. They have some drinks, all the things. Uh, and Tiffany says her dream man is a Scottish man with red hair, kind of like uh, James Frazier from The Outlander. And I was surprised by that. I was like, oh, okay. So she tells her friends that she is actually talking to someone from her past. His name is Fabian. And it was an old fling from seven years ago. And one of the reasons that she broke up with him is she didn't want to do long distance because he lived four hours away. And yet here she is ending up in a long distance relationship with someone who lives halfway across the world. But she tells her friends that they FaceTime every day um, and he's going to come up for a visit for the whole weekend to see her. He's a hairdresser, strong Latina roots. They have sexual chemistry and he's open for love. So they have their date night. She's nervous. He's nervous uh, because it's the first date that she's had, she says, since Ronald. Um, we see him. I don't think I took a picture of him because I was like, oh, he he's short. He's shorter than her, um, which, you know. Oh, I did take a picture. Here he is. Fabian. <clears throat> um, and so they have sexy talk. They talk about how, you know, if you're a good kisser, then you should be able to, like, tie... Uh, not in a cherry. Um, she says he's a, he knows how to kiss and he's he has luscious lips. But he's recently just gotten out of five-year relationship and she's, you know, single six months out of her six-year relationship. And one of the things that he tells her is that, hey, you know, my ex wanted to settle down, have a family, but I just wanted to travel and she's worried about that because she's like, uh, I'm looking for something serious. Plus, I'm you know a single mom of two kids. So if he doesn't want to settle down, this not might, might not be a good look for us, right? I don't know. What do you guys think of Fabian? Oh, Warrior Mom says he's so cute. It must just be me then. <laughs> it must be just me. I felt like he was a little short. He was shorter than her. But I guess that doesn't really matter in matters of the heart. Hey, Stevie. I, I mean, I guess. I don't know. What do you guys think? <sighs> Last. Caesar. Oh, Caesar. Oh, Caesar. Caesar, Caesar, Caesar. Pumpkin eater. Caesar, Caesar, Caesar. I'll stop with the hat, top hat. I always put the top hat picture on. Oh, Warrior Mom says, not handsome, cute like kid cute. And Clara says, short kings need love too. <laughs> I mean, you're right. You're right, Clara. I should be less judgy. Caesar from the USA. Oh, Caesar. He's Caesar. Here's the thing, you guys. If Caesar is not going to ever learn from his own mistakes, then I, you know, I felt, I told you guys I, I had a smidgen of feeling sorry for him. And then he opened his mouth and I was like, see, that's why I can't feel sorry for you because you're not learning from your own mistakes. And he has such high expectations. Uh, I read somewhere where, Someone said, Caesar is like a three or a four looking for a 10. And he thinks that, like, he's that caliber, which, you know, you decide. 
So he's in his hotel room. It's the next day after the mixer. It's snowing. Um, and he has set up the one-on-one dates. And let me see if I can get this together properly. So his first date is going to be with Valentina. Yeah, so I'm just going to put this up. It's blurry, but she's the one who tried on his top hat. 36. That's the first date. Here she is right here. Better picture. Um, And we don't really know too much about her. And what I thought was interesting is that he, that was the extent of their interaction. She's like, can I try on your hat? She tries it on. She gives it back. And that was that. Um, Laura said, he said that she knows a lot about astrology because she said he's a Pisces. Uh, Okay. But uh, I mean, I didn't know. I didn't realize that they were going to be a match at all, but they're a match. They're going to, that's going to be their first date. Um, the first date with Valentina, they're going to go to a restaurant, um, and have something to eat. And then his second date is Katarina, uh, which is this girl who's 37. She's the one that's the nail tech. She's the one that's also way taller than him. Um, and their date is going to be skating. So they're going to go skating the next day. And then the following date is Alana, who's 36. She's the one that was the personal trainer. Um, and their date is going to be them going to a park and walking around. So those are his three potential future wives, future baby mamas, future going to take all his money and run with it. I don't know. Um. <clears throat> So he's happy that he had three matches. He's happy that those three women have agreed to go out with him. He felt like he didn't know if he had done enough to impress the women that he liked. Um, But the matchmaker contacted him and said that they are willing to go on these dates with him. And so he'll have dates back to back night after night for the next three nights. Um, Caesar has some concerns about the political situation in Ukraine And so he says he's watching the news and it looks like Russia is surrounding Ukraine. So he's a little bit nervous uh, because they could invade at any time. So he calls uh, Katerina to see what's going on. And he's like, what about the politics? And she's like, well, the situation is not as difficult as they say on TV. I was like, um, you have a whole country invading your country. and, And it seems pretty serious to me. Laura says, I dislike how the matchmaker is intentionally or unintentionally lying to Caesar about the political situation. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if she's doing it because, like, this is her livelihood, so she's making money and she doesn't want to scare. I don't know. Like, I don't know. There's a war going on, so it's pretty serious. So, I don't know. So... He's on date one with uh, Valentina. Oh, excuse me. For, before he goes on this date, he has brought a book, Russian for Dummies. And he says something and asks the cameraman, you know, if he's saying it right. And the cameraman's like, no, it sounds like you're speaking Chinese, not Russian. I was like, oh, my God. Caesar. <sighs> Anyways. I feel like he could just, you're so wrapped up in Ukrainian women. And this is not the first time you've been to Ukraine. I just feel like if you have such a fetish, you probably should also have taken some time over these three years that you've been single and have not gone on a date, like you said, and taken some language courses. What were you doing for the last three years besides working? If you're not dating and you literally have this fetish, then go ahead and learn the language. Last minute, you're going to buy a book, uh, Russian for Dummies. Like, I just, you guys, there's people who have these fetishes, but then, you know, 
if you're gonna have a fetish, you better go all in. You better make it desirable for whoever your fetish is. You can't come in all willy-nilly. You haven't invested anything in anything. You just want what you want. Like, nah, fool, nah. So he meets up with Valentina and she's like, you know, I'm happy to meet up with you. She says that she noticed him right away because he was interestingly dressed, had a beautiful hat. And she brought him a gift. She brought him some chocolate. And like, here's the thing, you guys. When she said that she brought him chocolate, like his skin. <sighs> you guys. It's 2022. Like, we just, just don't. Just don't do it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to sit here and say hey, I bought you some white chocolate like your skin. You know what I mean? Like it just, it's it's not appropriate. It's not funny. It's 2022 and just people should know better. Just know better. And I get that the, the diversity is not in Ukraine, but I know she also knows what she was saying and how she said it and why she did it and why she bought the chocolate because she's stuck in this stereotype and I just was not for it. I was just like, no, nah, not cool. Anyways, they're at dinner. Um, she picks a fish dish after he says, you know, pick for me. And she's like, well, I don't really know you. We've sat down. Like, I don't know what you, <laughs> Stevie, I don't know what you like. I don't know what you, what you eat. So she picks a fish dish for him. And then guess what? He says, no, I don't want fish. Okay. He wants pork. What? So why did you ask her to pick for you? Like, I just, and what, just, he's so weird, you guys. Like, what is his issue? I don't, I just don't get him. Um, so, Valentine, oh, Valentina. Am I saying her name right? Valentina? Let me just look again. Yeah, Valentina. So Valentina says that she has some trust issues with men. Um, and so she's worried about, you know, getting burned because she's been burned in the past. And she's like, you know, but what I remember about you is your eyes. And I remember that you like astrology. And so he looks at her hands uh and says, you know, what I see, because he's going to do astrology for her. He's all of a sudden a palm reader. So he's looking at her hand. And he says in his in her future, he sees a wedding ring. He sees money and a lot of kids. And then, hey, auntie. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, and then he goes on to say, oh, I see 20 kids in your future, which obviously just made it sound all just stupid. And so he asked her, do you want kids? And she's like, yeah, maybe in the future. And Caesar's like, you know, I want kids. I want, you know, to get married and to settle down and all of that stuff. And she literally actually says at the end that she actually likes him, which I'm shocked about. Clearly, I don't even, I'm missing the social cues because I didn't know that they would even have a connection, like at all, at all. But I also think too, and my curiosity is, okay, so I know that the men pay, right? Like I think Caesar said he paid $500, right? To do this meet and greet. But I wonder what do the women, when they join, like do they join for free and basically just get taken out on dates and stuff? Cause I, I feel like, I feel like there has to be more to it. Like I'm wondering what that whole matchmaker situation is. Um, Clara says, can someone explain to me how Caesar would even sponsor a girl to the US? He would probably need a sponsor and I don't know how that will go. Listen, Clara, there's no woman that's coming from Ukraine to be with Caesar. Like I said at the top of the show, he's clearly not learned his lessons from the last time. And even though he's not paying out right now, 
he's about to pay out because these women are looking for a specific specific type of man. They're looking for foreigners for a specific reason because they want a specific lifestyle. And I don't think Caesar is going to be able to give that lifestyle. But I mean, what do I know? What do I know? All I know is that he is shooting his shot. I think he might be a little bit out of his league. I think he might be a little bit unrealistic about what he's bringing to the table. Um, and, you know, I, I don't feel bad for him because at the end of the day, he's decided that he has this fetish and he decided he wants a Ukraine woman specifically. So that's on him. If he's unwilling to date anyone else besides a woman from the Ukraine, then that's on him. That's how I feel. And I haven't forgotten, and I'm going to say it again, I haven't forgotten about his self-hate, okay? This full, yeah, you want the blonde hair, blue eye, but you also need therapy too to work on your self-hate because the terrible things that you have said in the past about Black women, I mean, you're a Black man, I don't get it. And until you can reconcile that, I can't feel bad for you. So if one of these women are going to go ahead and steal all your money and use you for what you've got, you already been there, done that. That's on you, and I don't feel bad about it. That's that. Thank you guys so much for being here. Um, blah, blah, blah. What are you guys saying in the live chat? Everyone's saying hi to Auntie. Um, hey, Auntie, I heard you mention how that other shoe dropped with Kimberly. I told you so, and I think there's more to drop. Anyways, you guys, don't forget to like and subscribe, and I will see you guys all very, very soon. Bye for now.